0: decided to record <laughs> a day oh, later yeah. so we get more news yay that's what yeah, happens we
1: got, uh, we got uh, the news about fucking east
0: yeah <laughs> our new year's resolution needs to be to record on time so we don't get like surprise news in the 24 hour span after although we. although i will
1: say <laughs> i mean us not recording on time like this gave us an opportunity to, to throw this in it did so. it
0: As we decided to record. <laughs> <laughs> A day oh, later, yeah. so we get more news. Yay! That's what yeah, happens. We
1: got, uh, we got uh, the news about fucking east End.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Our New Year's resolution needs to be to record on time, so we don't get like surprise news in the twenty four hour span after we. Although I will <laughs> say, I mean,
1: us not recording on time
0: like this gave us an opportunity to, to throw this in. Hello, and welcome to the final HLS podcast of this twenty seventeen season. I'm your host Ryan Ritter. You can call me nd text, and as always, you can. Can subscribe to us over on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Podbean, and of course you can always find us at our home at Herloyalsons.com. Come join us in Discord. That is our live chat channel. You can reach us at slash Discord. Email the show podcast at HerLoyalsons.com. And with that being said, for the last time in this this wonderful football season, I welcome in Shane. How you doing, bud? I am two bottles of wine deep on a wednesday afternoon so i'm great how are you i am two beers man i didn't i didn't realize you hit it that hard (laughs) nice
1: (laughs) i'm currently nursing another uh, cranberry and vodka so (laughs) we'll see how it gets
0: oh all right there we go that's that's the way to end it with a bang i i have a beer in front of me i'm i'm hopefully however i do have scotch next to me
1: very good you'll catch up in a matter of time
0: hey yeah i got a scotch sampler so when uh for an extended time when you're talking i'm gonna go open up a bottle how about i got like this little sampler pack my sister got me for christmas a couple years oh. ago and i said well in my office you know every respectable businessman needs to have scotch hidden somewhere right so i got it <laughs> right behind me so i'm gonna have to grab some of that and we'll see how it is every um,
1: respectable don draper has to
0: have it <laughs> exactly uh well folks um the plan was done already have this episode released but as is typical i mean why why at this point should we ever release anything on time (laughs) so
1: yeah let's not mince words we're kind of the catalyst for chaos
0: yeah and well let's go ahead and roll right into it we're going to get into the notre dame news uh, in a second and then we're going to talk about the national title game but damn i guess baylor was just feeling left out ma'am we needed a little yep. bit more obligatory Baylor. I cannot believe this shit. So randomly, I'm just sitting here mind of my own business. Look at Twitter. And then I see, oh, Matt rule interviewed for the Colts. <laughs> Year one into the seven year contract, he's interviewing for an NFL job.
1: Less than a year ago, we talked about how, man, Matt Rule, no matter really what happens, he's set up for life, seven year contract. What was it like? Almost all guaranteed. Like the dude's going to clean up. And here he is, <laughs> less than a year in, like less than a calendar year in. Let's say at Baylor, he's interviewing for an NFL job. And Taylor that, just does not know how to quit.
0: Well well and not only that, think think about this. Think about how absurd this is. He won one fucking game. One. And this guy's <laughs> this guy's interviewing for an NFL job. Are you fucking serious?
1: I can bring to the indianapolis colts the one in 15 culture that you guys are used to
0: experiencing <laughs> year in and year out you're welcome oh my god yeah it's absolutely incredible I, that it just cracked me up i couldn't believe it so there's your uh, bl- obligatory baylor mention it happened hey. we, we got to do one more time and here is to hoping we don't ever have to do a bit like that again for the remainder
1: yeah, I was gonna say new year
0: new me but <laughs> just <Yeah>. kidding oh <laughs> these bottles of scotch are bigger than i thought text was deceiving. All right. Oh, this this gonna be fun. Okay. Uh. So we have some Notre Dame news to discuss, and we were gonna talk about uh some of the other moves that have happened uh within Notre Dame, but lo and behold, we have breaking news again. And uh-huh. yeah, the off fun, isn't it, Shane? In the offseason all great. all the time. <laughs> so, yeah. So Harry, he Um. Yeah. He gone. He, he's yeah. Up. He gone. The Bears.
1: Going to the Bears. I mean This one uh This one kinda hurts. I don't really know why. Maybe it's just that he's been kind of a mainstay since what? Two thousand twenty twelve. He's been here for a long ass time. Six year run, man. Yeah. This one hurts in that like if anything has been um incessantly consistent, as in like, you know, year in, year out, it's been the offensive line recruiting. Plus the offensive line's performance in season. And, um, you know, I, I, you, you start to kind of feel like maybe maybe the wheels are coming off on the BK regime. When you look around at, like, oh, coordinator to turnover, you're in, you're out, one year to the next, et cetera, et cetera. But somehow, Harry Heathstand's departure really sounds like, you know, like legitimate, like, you know like the king like ding dong the king is dead kind of (laughs) bell oh no i don't really know why but it really feels like oh shit, this is the one that's like um maybe this is real and we're kind of on the downslope i i i said earlier when i saw this you know that it it started to feel like maybe this might be the end of the bk regime or maybe like the end begins now i i may have been a little bit um i don't know hyperbolic in saying that at the time but I, I can't deny that, like, Harry Haston's departure just kind of speaks to... There no longer feels like an adequate regime change that that makes me feel like oh well this is the next part of the brian kelly era like now it feels like ah this is kind of the end and we'll see ourselves out i don't know what do you think
0: (laughs) well yeah i mean i i can see where you're coming from i definitely can see where you're coming from in there uh i don't i don't have the same take there Mm -hmm. and and the main the main reason i don't have the same take it's this one definitely stings but the biggest thing is when you have a coach that not only is he as good at producing nfl talent as he is for the past Mm -hmm. six years but he has been awesome on the recruiting trail yeah. the guy's just been a stud and typically you don't see somebody like that last six years anywhere uh, you're, yeah. you're going to get money whipped to death and apparently he's getting uh somewhere i, I saw a report that he's getting a million dollars to coach in the nfl and and per? i tell you what yeah per I mean, that's that's stout for an offensive line coach. That's some serious money. And and quite frankly, I mean, he was with the Bears before. This is something that he's done before. And now he gets to coach. He doesn't have to recruit. He doesn't have to deal with NCAA bullshit. I mean, it's not a lateral move for me. The Elko one stung a little bit more um yeah. but it probably stung a little bit more for me because i felt personally betrayed by the aggies because those motherfuckers man ugh. <laughs> poaching motherfuckers yeah that oh god that made me so mad and and i'm sorry and, and it's Jimbo Fisher of all people, and, and yeah, and like like I said in my post, uh, that that's what really did it. It's that uh, you know paying Jimbo so much money and and then doing the poaching. That's none of that was rubbing me the right way, and it's going to be damn near impossible for me to cheer for the Aggies at all in the basically the next decade if that actually holds. But yeah, well for Heastan though, it was look, you know, at, at some point. You're, you're going to either retire or make a move. And he, he made a move and he's going back to the NFL. I don't begrudge him. It sucks for us, royally. I hope we get a, a good hire in return. But you know what? He's There's still some of his recruits that are there. Everybody seems happy about this. Uh, this wasn't the, hey, BK, give me a raise. Oh, never mind. Give me another one. Oh, hey, give me another one. It wasn't a triple negotiation. (laughs) Yeah. There was none of that bullshit going on. So that, that makes it a little bit easier to swallow. Um, it's, it's for me, this is one of those things to where somebody got a good Notre Dame coach and he didn't take a lateral move. So whatever that, that I'm fine with, but uh, not that I'm saying, Oh, everything's sunshine and rainbows for the BK era. Look, there's a lot of other evidence that we could be on the downslope. I just don't know that this is it. You know, we we've had eight some odd years of things to be worried about with BK. I'm not going to be Harry stands not on my list as far as his departure, but I, I can see where people would feel that. I could definitely see that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those mainstays, you know. Six years, you kind of you, you just kind of have that expectation. Like Heestand has been there and is going to continue to be there, you know. So, like to to have the, the 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 season end the way it did, and then the off season to kind of progress in the aggressive like slash accelerated fashion that it has, and now for that to include this kind of pillar of the bk era um that's kind of why i say that it's it start. it's starting to feel a lot more like whoa i don't know what's happening here but it's kind of feels like it's in its death throes. you know <laughs> like the whole like like, like 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 i don't know i and i can't say confidently that i feel like the bk era is ending it's not what i'm saying it's just more so it's like now that harry he has left mike elko left after a year clark to be promoted we need a new safeties coach things feel more in turmoil than they have in recent years. And I and I and I feel like maybe that's unfair to say because we've had to replace an OC and a DC last year, right? Right. But somehow this holds a weight that's like well shit
0: (laughs) it does no and that was my first response was oh fuck like that's the one guy you didn't want to lose on staff for sure so yeah i can see that but look i mean if we're gonna take a look that maybe things are i I don't know maybe maybe this is further proof that we could be kind of you know impending doomish because uh, a replacement was made for Elko, and that's mm-hmm. Clark Lee. He's the linebacker coach who Elko apparently, as soon as he got the job, he, much like when he left Wake to Notre Dame, wanted to bring Lee with him. And yeah. thankfully, that didn't happen, and he got promoted to defensive coordinator. Along with that, might by- Mike Elson current defensive line coach and current assistant head coach got quote unquote promoted to mm-hmm. associate head coach since he's now the second time he's been passed over as defensive coordinator. Uh, yeah. But I'm sure this came with a lovely pay raise to keep him around, keep him happy. He seems to be cool at Notre Dame and it, hey, if he gets getting paid well enough, I'm sure he's going to be fine. And hey, maybe this is some weird head coaching path that he's totally cool with taking and doesn't necessarily feel like he needs to DC job. But you're keeping some continuity, at least on the defensive side of the ball, which is kind of important because we have two moves that we don't know the final status of. And, and really, we won't until next time we record, whenever that's going to be. And that's Tavon Coney and Jerry Tillery. Are they going to stay in the fold? Or are they going to go to the NFL? These moves, maybe they, they help keep them in the fold. Who knows? Yeah. I mean,
1: if if the logic behind all this is to like try to get these players to stay, then that's incredibly short-sighted. The Mike Elston situation, um, I don't really know what to make of it. First of all,
0: what is the difference between assistant and associate? It's, if it's not a pay grade, I mean, that, that's the only thing it could be. It's like, it reminds me of um, in my company, there was a promotion that got handed out, and it was basically a pay raise for, for these couple of folks that got it, but they just basically got senior added to their title. right right yeah the the responsibilities didn't change they they got a they get to talk to product management a little bit more than the rest of us but other than that they're doing the same damn job they're just getting paid more and it's like hey we really got no place to promote you so we're just gonna make some shit up and here you go or somebody said it to me on twitter damn this sounds very office space
1: see to me it's like mike elston has been kind of like riding in limbo um, I, I'm I I know that he's had a stable position on the Notre Dame coaching staff for X number of years, but it's kinda like when you say assistant to associate, I perceive Mike Elson from going head coach perpendicular to head coach <laughs> adjacent. It's like that doesn't really mean a ton. But again, like Mike Elson I guess felt like this was an adequate, I don't know, an adequate change for him. Um, maybe this is the I don't know the 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 participation trophy he gets for <laughs> for, for being in the DC race. Hey, thanks for interviewing um, again. Here's here's your trophy. Thanks for interviewing again. You didn't get it, but there's a cool ribbon <laughs> and a nice little bonus. Um. If if it keeps Mike Elson on staff, I can't think of that as a bad thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. The thing is that I have to? It, you know, you have to. Any any rational Notre Dame fan out there has to recognize that. Like the Clark Lee move, kind of must give you pause, and that's because of the obvious. Mike Elston, um has been on staff for however long. Clark Lee, however, been on staff for what less than a calendar year, and B has never been a defensive coordinator ever. That's true. Not that yes. Mike Elson has. Um, but it's just one of those things. It's like, I don't know, man. Like I get that they wanted to hire from within, but across the board, it's like, I like the continuity of it. That, that makes me happy. But at the same time, I just had to have, I just have minor apprehensions about like, what is realistic in terms of expecting what something like what, what to come out of this move. Like if you expect the same defense that Mike Elko implemented across this past year, I don't know that you'd be wrong in expecting that, but I feel like maybe, um, curve your enthusiasm, right? <laughs> because there's just, there's just really nothing to give you, to give you in, an indication that like, there's really anything to prove that Clark Lee is going to, um, instill the same brand. Yes, he is an Elko dis- disciple. Um, but it, again, it's his first DC job. It's Notre Dame. That's no bullshit. Ask literally anyone. Um, <laughs> I, when this move was announced, I tweeted that I literally felt nothing about it, and it was because I was so in 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 purgatory about you know how to feel about this between happy and sad, like dead center, um, that I just kind of felt like, oh yeah, okay, I will continue to exist exactly the same as I've existed in the past couple of years, uh, considering this new information. But that does not mean that I'm not hopeful. Clark Lee can continue to implement a the system. Be the recruiting, and see the continuity in the overall, you know, depth chart with what Elko has established uh, up to now. But, you know, the whole move just kind of reeks of, like, you know, Elko kind of, not for nothing, he kind of fucked the program over. <laughs> yeah, just a little you know? bit. <laughs> and here we are, where we have Lee and Elston all getting, like, you know... Uh, participation trophies in the end and, 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 and <laughs> Clark Lee ending up with the DC title, almost de facto style, which I don't know how I feel about. I, I'm not crazy about it. What
0: do you think? Well, I mean, the, the thing I like about it, if anything, I feel it's the best move with the hand you're dealt because you're right. I mean, Elko getting just basically getting poached and leaving. I mean, that really did fuck a lot of things up because then it's like, okay, now what? Everybody's set in stone. A random freaking set the market at an insane pace. Elko didn't help matters any and Brent Venerables is sitting here like um, anybody want to give me a raise? Anybody? Anybody? I make $2 million a year. Anybody? Yeah, it's like, wait a second. Elko's going to make more than me? What the fuck's this bullshit? So yeah, yeah um, that, that's where I, I don't know if we could have gone from the outside and then the, the other thing is, and here's the other part where I super agree that the Elko move like could have hard, hardcore fucked the program over is because we've been recruiting to the rover position. We're looking yeah. for that hybrid safety linebacker position. So you have a choice of, okay, we can bring somebody else in, but... Now, shit. Are we going to go four three? Are we going to go three four? We didn't recruit to that, and we yeah, we just four two five. Yeah, we we just had this this issue when we went Diaco to BVG, and then we jettisoned BVG for an actual defensive coordinator. We can't do that. <laughs> we can't do that again in another recruiting cycle. We just it, it's not going to work. Just you don't have the personnel. And Drew Tranquil finally has a place. He's going to be back for a fifth year. So and and Lee did wonders with him. So yeah, you you know it's it's not going. To be, you know, Elko 2.0, but it's going to be enough similarity and continuity to where if this is the end of the BK era, this, this is really the only kind of choice I, I think BK has. It's, yeah. If, if you at this point you, you put your program in a direction you, you can't then go about face and, and here's the other thing to where if people are just wanting bk gone to begin with what you also don't want to hear if you're in that camp you don't want to hear the excuses from brian kelly well you know now we're in a three four again and we we just don't have the personnel you're not going to want to hear that excuse at all yeah. nobody wants to hear that excuse so this is the best thing that you can do and look even yeah there's not going to be too much of an excuse for a first year coordinator because quite frankly uh, chip long didn't get a whole lot of slack on that that end of the coin oh, no. so like you said this is utter dame and that's some shit so no, yeah. nobody's gonna wait for on the job training here it is what it is at least you can say look we're gonna go this was the plan This obviously isn't plan A, but this is like somewhere in between plan A and plan B, and this is probably the best way forward. So I'm not crazy about the move either, but once the cards were dealt, once Elka was gone... I just didn't see another way out of it, except for this move. This seemed like the only logical choice, and really, hands were tied at that point. What are you going to do? Are going to go yeah. after uh, anybody that has a job, does not have a job right now, is not somebody you want to hire as your defensive coordinator? Just period. Yeah, I,
1: I mean, it's not even like people that don't have a job. I mean, they would have pursued, if, if if they were going to pursue an outside hire, it was going to be another person that had a job already. I mean, you exactly. know, they can Candidates, you know, like the defensive coordinator from Iowa State, uh, Michigan State, FSU, whatever you want to call it. But at, at the end of the day, I think what what Brian Kelly and his and his staff recognize is like we are one year in, and if we're if we're willing to sacrifice anything, the last thing on that list is the continuity of the system. Considering everything that we've done in recruiting, right? Yeah, absolutely. So and, and- I, 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 Yeah, in the end, this makes the most sense.
0: And you kept a badass recruiter. And I think that's the other thing that we shouldn't overlook, that Clark Lee... Is a great recruiter. I think Kelly has learned his lesson. It took him way too damn long, but Not Diaco, long. Diaco didn't burn it up recruiting. BVG just didn't, just didn't recruit. Period. <laughs> so this is exactly what you need to do because Elko hit it hard along with Lee, and we've already seen the returns big time. Yep. The the, yep. the absolute talent that we have coming in. We don't have five stars raining from the sky like Georgia and Alabama, but it is much much better. We actually see some holes getting plugged. N- and not with a hope and a prayer, but with actual talent. So right. that that's the other thing we can't overlook. Um, beyond the coaching, uh, the only other major news was that uh, Equimini St. Brown, uh, the patron state of offense, is now off to the NFL, which seems like a very strange move. But it this is was a pre- premature move. I'm sorry. I don't I don't get it. Do uh, you I mean, what? what is
1: there? Why? Right. Like what? first of all go, go European, ahead. if you had to guess what grade do you think he got from the nfl after this year maybe drafted like that i'm sorry after <laughs> this year i'm sure he got the bitch you better go back to varsity <laughs> because your year hooked i'm I, like i love eqsb we all do but this was not the year to be like check out my fucking resume i'm going to the nfl
0: yeah, right? uh, I I 100% agree. It feels very it Davares. Like
1: a, I got to get out of Dodge.
0: Move does it not? It does. It feels like devaris Daniels. It also feels like that this was the signal that his younger brother Amon Ra was yeah, not so going to fucking dominate the college football landscape. Yeah, it, and it's like okay, I'll I'll stick around for one more year if I get to play with my younger brother. Oh, that's not happening, deuces! I'm gone. And, and not only that, it. It was one of those things where, especially if you look at how the Citrus Bowl played out, uh, E Street was not the best po- receiver in that bowl by a long shot at all. Nope. Not and-
1: by, Not by miles. <laughs> 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 Hey,
0: is something burning? Uh, oh, wait, it's you because you just got burned. <laughs> yeah, take that East Street. But no, I mean, sure. look, best of luck to him. It does feel like a sure. weird move, and the entire Saint Brown family is getting a very weird ball family, big baller type weirdness starting mm-hmm. to surround it. And yep. It's, it's, it's odd and I can't put my finger on it. I don't think he's full LeVar Vol, uh, Mr. St. Brown, but no. th- there's no. some tendencies there. There's some things that he said that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. He's been on the radio down in Houston, basically trashing. Uh, Wimbush who is the roommate of E Street and is like yeah basically this kid sucks and <laughs> you got oh, to uh,
1: yeah yeah I mean, of all things
0: really <laughs> yeah so uh, I mean it, it the whole situation is odd and weird hopefully this doesn't blow up in his face but man it feels very DeVars Daniels it just it you're like okay I guess yeah, sure bye it, it does beg one major question
1: equanimous St. Brown is going to the NFL mm-hmm Kevin Sefferson feels
0: likely to not really be on the team ever again. <laughs> yeah, I think so, that's definite. Who becomes the feature receiver? Oh, right now your leader in the leader in the clubhouse has got to be Miles Boykin. Be, because and, and not only because of the crazy ass, you know, grab he had uh, to win Notre Dame the Citrus Bowl, but again, uh, like I said after the Citrus in the Citrus Bowl recap, remember the blue gold game. It seemed like every other play was Wimbush to Boykin, Wimbush to Boykin, Wimbush to Boykin, and then that just never happened during the year. It's got to happen now. That, that's the guy you're waiting to step up, at least in my opinion. I guess. I mean, like that. That it all kind of feels
1: like you know, like like a year sandwich. Like he had the the <laughs> you know he had the blue goal game, and then he had the bowl game, and really not much in between. He didn't really so, have a lot of playing time in between as well. Yeah. So my question would then say be, what is your perception of Chase Claypool's future in this offense? Would he potentially be the uh, I don't know the the Swiss Army knife of of destruction? while miles boykin adjusts or do you genuinely expect next year first snap michigan miles boykin to be like holy shit look out for this guy
0: i'm hoping it's the latter not because i don't think chase has got it i think chase's game is is better when he is not the focus of the defense Mm. he's he's kind of at least for me he's that he it's hard to really I don't want to say he's an in-betweener because he's a big body but he's not slow but he's also not a speedster but he's got all these tools that can make him dangerous but I don't know that if all of a sudden you know michigan turns around it's like okay we're blanketing and double coveraging claypool on every single play that doesn't seem to be something that he's going to be able to break boykin i think's got a little bit more of speed and apparently uh, has some be- better hands too and and also has uh, two functioning shoulders let's not forget that as well so um i mean that's that's where at least i would feel that claypool would function better as as a, a good number two receiver but hey i could be very wrong on that i would not be upset at all if i am dead wrong and claypool ends up just having the breakout years. like Haha, i got a bionic shoulder now y'all are fucked
1: yeah come get me
0: <laughs> yeah that about sums it up for the notre dame news um at least for now <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a TBD. Yeah, we
0: we give you no guarantees after this thing's published. We're not responsible at this point. We covered we covered everything we're going to cover.
1: We did our jobs, guys. Come on.
0: All right, so we're we're doing this episode a little bit backwards. Typically, we would start recapping college football and then taught Notre Dame, uh, but since there was only really one game to talk about, we kind of did it in reverse. Let's talk a little bit about Alabama winning in overtime, twenty six to twenty three over Georgia. Nick Saban now ties Bear Bryant with six national titles. And uh, I'm not sure I'd have to look back at the record books and see how many of those six are actually legit or not because
1: or just claimed
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bama. Uh, but I mean, this game was it, it was a lot of fun to watch. Number one. Number two, it really looked like Georgia was going to out Bama Bama in this game. I mean, they yeah. they end the lead. They in the half, excuse me, with a 10 nothing lead. They led by as much as 13 in this one. And then, man, whatever Nick Saban has done to sell his soul to the devil is is paying off because it it just, uh, Georgia, I mean, they didn't fall apart. There was a lot of weirdness that happened. There was some shitty refereeing, but there was also Georgia kind of shooting themselves in the foot. And then Nick Saban (laughs) swaps a quarterback. Yeah. He pulled, I'm going to say, I'm going to say right now, he pulled a Brian Kelly. Yep. (laughs) What up now? (laughs) All the,
1: like Brian Kelly is still in the one thousand level courses on doing that, and <laughs> Dick Saban is in the ten thousands. You know, he's in the double graduate level. He's we, in his doctorate program of it. The, um, what 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 this game ended up being um, was probably not quite what you would have wanted, but definitely like uh, in terms of intrigue for an SEC versus SEC national championship matchup in the playoff era this was about as good as it's going to get. Yeah. Right? I mean, Georgia had everything going for them all through the first half, even to the third quarter. And then, um, you know, Saban does what he does. He pulls in an absolute true freshman quarterback and uh, somehow it works. I don't really know how, but uh, it did. And uh, they, take, they take a 13-point lead and erase it, bring it into overtime and then win. Um, refereeing aside, this is just, I mean, at this point, Hatred aside, salt aside, can anyone really challenge Saban for the
0: best coach in college football? No. Can can anyone really... No. And I think that's been the case for a while. It was weird to see people come to the revelation. Oh, there's no debate. He's the greatest college coach of all time. It's like, were we debating this? We were just hoping he would lose. And and the thing is, and what somebody put out a really great point. I'm like, Georgia, what are you doing? And it was one of my friends from Notre Dame married a Georgia alum. And she said, it's not fair. Georgia basically uh, cannot sub in a second team like Alabama can. They don't, t- sub in,
1: they don't sub in a second team. They sub in a second
0: first team. Exactly. And that's and that's basically what happened in this game, just about. You know, say yeah. for, for the receiving core. I mean, they even swapped out offensive linemen because one of them yeah. got hurt. And nope, we're cool. We're fine. No beats skipped. Unbelievable. And and I mean, Jalen Hurts, Jesus, listen to this line. Three for eight, 21 yards. <laughs> uh, what? What? What in the fuck? <laughs> and then all and t- they won? Yeah, and all to attack of a Tagovelo fuck it. Never mind. You want to Tagoviloa. Yeah, uh, all Tua did was 14 for 24, 166 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, and that last touchdown was just the epitome of what the fuck are you doing in coverage Georgia? Yeah.
1: As in, yeah, the hey, you just got exposed.
0: Whoops, too late. It's a <laughs> Yeah, yep. there is there is no second chance. Ball game, it's over. Absolutely crazy. And Jake Fromm had a decent game. Granted, yeah. he had two picks, but he wasn't bad. Although maybe the, the one thing I was seeing is that people were wondering. It, it was almost like, hey, I've seen somebody say this about uh, Dexter Williams before. They're like, why isn't Sony Sony Michelle getting the ball? Why, why is he not getting the ball <laughs> well about that how's a game winner for you <laughs> yeah so that it was it was very very interesting to to watch that whole thing unfold and really w- for a period of time it looked like alabama was going to absolutely implode all the way down <laughs> to a player taking a swing at one of his coaches
1: yeah a linebacker <laughs> swung at a coach
0: And yet they won. And yet he got back in the game and he got back in the game when he fucking like WWE clothesline a motherfucker. Like, not only did he get to play again he came in and, and mind you the reason he took a swing was because he was getting his ass chewed out by every coach on the yeah. sidelines and he had enough but the reason was is because he got a stupid stupid unsportsmanlike conduct penalty so yeah. they were rightfully chewing his ass out and what does he go back and do in a very heartwarming story that he learned his lesson he goes and tries to get a fucking other one so he can't get ejected and he didn't yeah. because he had the good fortune of hitting the guy in the neck and not grabbing a face mask. Uh, Unbelievable. It's yeah, just one man. of those things to where you're I'm sitting back there. and I'm like, how the fuck this isn't right? Like if this was happening to Notre Dame, it would be a five alarm fucking fire. There would be camera because Sabin was losing his fucking mind oh, on dude. and more so than I've I have never seen Saban become come that unglued. Yeah. ever I mean, in a game
1: if you fear purple vk prepare for absolute utter black
0: <laughs> it, it was like a, a nuclear warhead was going to be dropped on that sideline it, it yeah. was insane and i'm just like if this doesn't and, and not just notre dame if that happens to any other team there's no recovery but of course not there's there's enough people to sub in there's you know and and Sabin was a prayer and he never has had a look of i have no idea how i pulled that game out of my ass like he did in this game afterwards
1: for this time
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, absolutely unbelievable i mean look tip your hat to him i I just want the guy to lose every game possible and i know it's not going to happen because Bama's too good but you just if there was a game to where yeah. Saban was going to crumble. This was it. And it was happening by what Alabama does to everybody else. And it just didn't yep. come to fruition. And it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It and- for a half. Can we just stop playing games in the second half?
1: <laughs> yeah. And yet here they are national champs
0: yet again. Uh, and we didn't even mention the special teams for uh-huh. Alabama. Cause I mean, death taxes and a Bama kicker fucking it up and not, <laughs> not once but twice twice. at the beginning of the game this guy duck hooks i mean he doesn't miss he misses by a mile and then somehow after the opening field goal he missed the game winner worse than he missed the first one
1: yo he keep that shit like east and west (laughs) (laughs) Into <laughs> the stands what the fuck was
0: that and then all rodrigo blankenship does is i mean georgia from made the biggest freshman mistake you could have made in overtime he starts running backward like 10 fucking yards instead of just throwing the thing away and he gets sacked and now it's a 52 yard field goal Oh no, big deal. He just Blankenship just comes in and drills that motherfucker. It was a it was a kicker mic drop. Him and and his hipster ass mustache. (laughs) Yeah, then Tua does the same damn thing, and you're like, oh well, Bama ain't gonna make that one. I mean, this guy can't make even a chip shot. And then all of a sudden, touchdown right over the top. For whatever reason, Georgia was, uh, I was watching the coach's room the entire game, which was awesome. That was a great way wow. to watch the game. Man, David Cutcliffe, MVP of that broadcast. I can see why, really? I can see why Charlie Weiss hired him. That guy had knows more about football than I will ever hope to learn in two lifetimes. He, wow. he was on fire. Both him and Gundy. Now, Gundy was feud by some brown sauce, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but um they were those were the two mvps of it someone just looked happy to be there getting a free uh some free pizza uh in the middle of it but um and he pointed out as you know he was looking at the cover two. was like has georgia played cover two before because what was that safety doing and, and then he he twisted the dagger even worse it's like oh man senior cornerback senior safety and that's the last play you ever get to have i'm like damn damn <laughs> damn <Savage. laughs> like don't hurt him man they just lost the national title dude
1: hey, he's right though
0: right he and was sure as a coach you just said the same shit yeah because all Tua i had to do is he just looked down the middle of the field just long enough and the safety was not paying attention because the the cornerback was trying to roll the coverage over which is stupid when you're in second and forever to begin with that was a bad play call it should have oh, yeah. been a cover three or a cover four well,
1: ending cover two like all the zones you're fucking missing like dude come on now
0: yeah so the the quarterback rolls it over and he he looks back and realizes the safety's not rolling over so he's scrambling oh. he's scrambling and and as yeah. soon as the ball's caught he throws his hands up in the air like what the fuck were you doing dude what were you looking at yeah. i mean yeah. it, it could not have been easier and Oh, what a gut punch. I feel for Georgia fans, especially if you're also an Atlanta Falcons fan. Holy shit. I, I, uh, you might want to quit, <laughs> <wanna> quit sports. Might want to quit sports.
1: <laughs> I would be done. Like, well, looks like I'm going to be a tennis fan from now on. We're good.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it was a great game. It was a good ending to a wacky ass season. And really, yep. it, it was almost like it, it seemed to be a fitting end because the preseason favorite you know, everybody's going to pick Alabama to win the title, won the title, but they did so as a number four seed. They did so when people were wondering, you know, or, or trying to make a debate that Ohio State should have been in instead of them. And then they sub out a quarterback in the second half as a Hail Mary, and it fucking works. And it works because Saban is the devil. <laughs> it's it's incredible i just you just scratch yeah. your head and, again and, and and the thing that that really stood out to me was just how much georgia was controlling this game
1: they really were they really were they had the whole thing wrapped up for three almost three quarters and then Saving, going
0: to save it. Yeah. The, the time of possession was so lopsided in the first half. I mean, it was like a two to one ratio, damn near. Georgia still comes out of it holding the ball for 33 minutes to Alabama's 26. It just, it looked like they're like, oh, we're not going to do the Clemson method. We're just going to do what Alabama does, but do it better. And yep. so close, so close. Yep. Now, we should never have Big Ten officials. Ever in a title game again? Just as an aside, that was no. not the reason Georgia lost, but holy shit, was some of that stuff brutal? Yeah, they um
1: they just kind of let Georgia do their thing, um, and then on top of that, fucked them.
0: <laughs> <Regularly>. <laughs> yeah. The it, my favorite one is the pump block with the yeah. offsides that wasn't an offsides, but probably should have been a false start because two people jumped, and then on the game, what ends up being the game tying touchdown the uh receiver in the boundary side and the near side yeah. if you're like looking at your TV jumps early as well they miss that like is like are, are you watching the same game that I am this was the no. other great part about watching the coaches' room too because they're all in and now you see why these guys lose their minds on the sidelines you're like what are they yelling about they they see so much shit they're like yeah. wait, wait 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 a second roll that back did that guy jump did he jump? You could just see this like happening on the sidelines. Like, then radio booths like that guy jumped, that guy jumped. Yes, he did. Yes, he did, coach. And then he's like giving him an official an earful immediately after. Yeah. They're, they're the sharp non-fall. and they're quick, man. Uh, it, no, was, they're, it was awesome to watch. These guys are conditioned
1: to look for every transgression. Absolutely. Like every single one. Whereas we're looking at like, oh, we saw maybe a suspect uh, false start, right? Or we saw maybe a weird illegal shift. They see like, Hey, that guy farted. Hey, that's a fucking penalty. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, they can tell. So, um, I, I'm jealous that I didn't get to catch him in the coach's room, but I can imagine, you know, when you see when you see the, the likes of BK losing his shit on the sideline, you know, there's a reason. Oh, right? yeah, absolutely.
0: And, and not only, one thing I will say, though, they did miss one major thing, and this made me laugh because my wife and I caught this while we were watching the game. Oh and it was on one of the like punts that was going to end the half uh, i think it was after it was after the whole debacle happened on the block okay. punt it was the it, the one after that i think and they were they were looking at like the gunners and everything else but in the meantime the umpire on the field just got fucking trucks <laughs> yes they did not say a fucking word not a word, not a word about the umpire just getting his Ass run over. And the best part was they're like using the clicker going back and forth showing how the gunner was moving and how great of a special teams coverage it was. And it Did was you see the fucking ref get annihilated. <laughs> Over and over again, and nobody said a word. And my wife is like, How are they not saying anything? It was driving her insane. It's like, These (laughs) they are such dorks, every last one of them. And she looks at me, is like, How are you watching the game like this? This is infuriating. And I'm just, I'm just dying. I'm absolutely dying. Uh, (laughs) I was like, This is it's like this, like babe, this is my preferred way to watch football. If this was a Notre (laughs) Dame feed, I would do this 10 times out of 10.
1: Losing my shit, laughing my ass off. And
0: she just stares at me. And she's like, this explains so much. And ah. just <laughs> pregnant with yep. my second child. You could just see in her eyes. Is like, what did I marry? What did yeah, I yep. do? Yep.
1: <laughs> well, irrational it is. Here we go.
0: Yes. go well, I mean, you, you got anything else on this one?
1: No, I mean, look, like, you know, I, I thought Georgia could pull it out. And I was almost proven right for two and a half quarters. But um, Bama have done Bama'd. Um, They found a way to make Tua Taigo Vailoa a hero prior to his time. And, you know, Saban ties Bear Bryant. All that's great and good. I feel sorry for Georgia fans, but I'm an Notre Dame fan, so fuck off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Well, for one final time, I got to bring Eddie in here. We got some stuff to recap of our own. So let me go ahead and bring Eddie in. How's that sound, Shane? Go ahead and get your degenerate on for one last time. And folks, for the final time this season, I am joined by none other than ND Eddie Mack. Eddie, how you doing?
2: I'm still trying to recover my chest from laughing at the Alabama kicker just duck hooking that <laughs> 28-yarder to win the game. <laughs> that was, God, that was just glorious.
0: Oh, man, it death taxes and an Alabama kicker fucking it up when it matters most. Hey, you you want to talk about the person that is the most relieved that the game went into overtime the way it did.
2: <laughs> yeah. My dude is still alive because I'm pretty sure <laughs> Nick might've murdered him. How, how they get, you know, number one recruiting classes every year. They're, Getting every five star they want. Yet, what? We're on like year 10 of them being unable to find a kicker. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, you would think they would have figured it out by now, but hey, it is what it is. And it, it clearly didn't, didn't matter. Didn't <laughs> matter. Didn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Oh, man. Uh, uh, zombie Alabama, big time in that one. But hey, we're here to give you, to kind of put a cherry on top of everything because we had the pick them. We had a season long plus bowl long thing. We're going to go over a little bit of records from that. Plus, if you remember way, way, way back in, back before the Irish ever played a game, we made a bunch of futures picks and we get to dredge that up and just see how well we saw into the future. Are you ready for this, Eddie?
2: I mean, with as smart as we are and prophetic as we are, I'm sure that we just had that nailed
0: one hundred percent across the board, right? <laughs> uh, something like that <laughs> it 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 wasn't too bad I mean we can I can at least say that that much right now, looking at the sheet It, it could be worse, okay, I'll take that <laughs> all right, well, Eddie, one final time you ready to get into this?
2: Let's go, baby. Hell yeah
0: all right we're gonna to start to congratulate the winner of bowl season and that is the red plague finishing at 22 and 13 a very very Damn. impressive record to say the least. that is very nice that is stout uh so eddie uh we did not do so great you nah. we, we both fell below 500 uh, you five and twenty, me sixteen and nineteen. I finally beat you in this podcasting era in a pick'em. Look at this.
2: Well, <laughs> I, I to be fair, I went fifteen and twenty, not five and twenty. Oh, I'm that sorry, would be Fif- very very no, bad. no,
0: fifteen and twenty. You're 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 all right. I misread. <laughs> no, you got you got
2: me by one. Congratulations, sir. It came down to the final game and. uh Well, kids, there's a reason that I always tell you to buy the hook. In real life, I was fine. No harm, no foul.
0: Oh, but that hook, that nasty, nasty hook, it ended up. And the funny part is we said on the podcast, there would be no tiebreaker need for the two of us. And at the top of the rankings, there was going to be only a tiebreaker need if Alabama covered in that one so that was it, it came down to the wire it was it was very very fun to see that now for the season as a whole not so much uh, as far as there being any doubt Safari just murdered everybody all season long Safari 84 ends at 85 and 68 folks we picked 153 mm. games and this man batted 55.6% that is pretty pretty beautiful right there That'll do. That'll do quite nicely. Oh, absolutely. Now, Eddie, you topped me on this one. You you got the, the whole enchilada bragging rights. You stayed above 500 at 78 and 75. That is a nice rounded up 51% there. Hey,
2: anything over 500 is good. And when only two people pulled it off, I feel pretty good about being one of them.
0: Yeah, I was not. However, I have a very nice record at 69 and nice. 84. <laughs> Nice. 40, well, what is not nice is that forty five point one percent. That's a little rough. That's nah, not great. No, well, uh, but you know what? I, I think if I actually went through my winning percentages, that's about what I bat every season. I'm somewhere in the mid to upper forties. I, I have yet to crack a five hundred yet. Maybe next year will be the year. I, I'm, I'm Brian Kellying this thing right now. Consistently underperforming. <laughs> I, oh God, I'm paralyzed with choice right now. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Just go all right well let's make you feel better by looking at the futures we are going to start with what we had for our conference championship picks and man did we both absolutely wear it on this pick we were both drinking that Seminole kool-aid i i blame jack for this one he came on the podcast preseason i think we were all bought in both eddie and i picked fsu to win the acc whoops
2: I mean, to be fair, I think as with most things in college football, we can blame that on Alabama. You take on <laughs> you take out Francois,
0: and that team just tailspinned in a hurry. Yeah, and, and Oh man, oof. and think think about the tailspin that it caused. Not only does FSU just barely, barely make a bowl game, this ends Jimbo ends up just finding his way out, which in turn has us losing Mike Elko. Did we bring this upon ourselves, Eddie?
2: No, I think it's all Jack's fault when you really think about it.
0: I, I, I go with that. All right. Well, fair enough. It is Jack's fault. Damn it, Jack. Why did you boo, do this
2: Jack, boo. Yeah, he
0: does say he he vaults up to get that CBS money and leaves us in the dust without a defensive coordinator. Although, no, we got one now, but not, not the one we thought we were going to go into 2018 with. It's all your fault, no, Jack. No, it's not. It's all your fault. All right, Big Ten. We both got this one right. Ohio State ends up pulling it out. However, as you see, when we get to the playoffs, uh, that that's where the inaccuracies happen. But a safe pick. But, man, I don't think either of us could have predicted how badly the Big Ten was going to shake out when we made this pick.
2: I mean, there was a lot of shenanigans with the Big Ten this year. Certainly, nobody would have seen Iowa dropping 55 on Ohio State, <laughs>
0: right. um, and then us still being right about this pick.
2: <laughs> right. Uh, you know, it's funny at the at the beginning of the year when we were talking about this. I said, "Man, I really want to take Wisconsin just because of the schedule. It's so weak." <laughs> You were close. And it damn near worked. It I mean, the schedule worked. was that soft, and they got themselves to the title game. They just couldn't get over.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Big 12, we both hit. Pretty easily. We were we were both a little nervous about uh, what was going to happen with Bob Stoop stepping down, but Oklahoma didn't miss a beat, and we did actually call the, the general chaos of what the Big 12 was going to be that there was no other team poised to take it besides Oklahoma. And, Eddie, you very astutely said Baker Mayfield can run this offense in his sleep, and he did so all the way to the Heisman.
2: Yeah, uh, Baker, Baker made us look smart. Yeah. Uh, like we said, there was nobody really looking to step out in front of Big Twelve. TCU had its questions. Okie State, well, they looked like Okie State. You know, they can Your put up points team. like crazy. Your God, plus, <laughs> at, at least I ended the year getting the bowl pick right with Okie State. Um, but, you know, there's a reason that I felt pretty good about taking Oklahoma, even with Bob Stoops leaving. And that team ah, that team was just so stacked.
0: <laughs> they, they absolutely were. Oh uh, Man, they were absolutely stacked. Uh, and, and another team that ended up being stacked, it was our SEC pick. And, and that was it, it's funny. I actually marked it on the sheet and I realized this as we were talking. Wait, we got this wrong. Despite the fact that they got the national title, um, Alabama was our pick to win the sec you want to talk about a league that had a lot of shenanigans could you ever foresee a a a title game in which alabama was not involved in the sec title it would be georgia and auburn in a rematch and then neither of those teams uh, only one of those teams makes the playoff and we get an all sec title absolutely insane never try that's that's the lesson learned here is never try <laughs> absolutely yeah oh so rough there but uh the pack 12 now eddie you rightly gave me a lot of shit for this pick because and I, look, and I still will you traitorous son of a bitch yeah well however i actually got it right by calling sc to win this you went with washington and and dear sir can you remind me was washington ev- even in the pac 12 title game you know there's been
2: a lot of things that have happened since the actual title game i i honestly wasn't paying that much attention to it
0: uh the answer is no sir they were not uh so for conference titles uh eddie you went two and three i went three and two so just a little bit above 500 there honestly not too bad And, and and quite frankly fsu man we can toss that one out I mean. Yeah,
2: I, I I mean that pick was dead twenty minutes into the season. That's not on us. I don't I don't feel bad about that one. Yeah, uh, Bama's weird. I mean Bama. <laughs> I, whatever. We'll get to that in a second. But I I I don't regret that pick.
0: No, I, I don't think and,
2: anybody should if they picked him to win the SEC. And I'm more than happy to sacrifice a point to not have to pick Southern Cal like some people. <laughs> hey, some, of us, some of us have a moral code that we stand by. Yeah, some of us have standards. Right, sir.
0: right, right. Okay, whatever. All right, so we, because Notre Dame, obviously a wonderful independent team, what we have for them for a future is we have their win total. Seven and a half. Eddie, you could not go under harder. <laughs>
2: I I came in highly pessimistic this year. You
0: absolutely did, man. Listening to you at that point. It list- now, I will give you credit for this because you started listing off the various question marks. You, you had the defense, which ended up being a lot better than expected, but the problems that did plague this team, you nailed right out the gate. You said, I have no idea why Brandon Wimbush is at- being acted like he's this known quantity when he's not. And in the bowl game, he wasn't the quarterback that finished that game. And you also rightly called what's going to happen with the wide receivers? And we asked that question all season. Long until Boykin came down with that incredible one-handed grab that I will forever see in my dreams. And thank God it was Boykin because I think he's the only one that's left at this point. <laughs> Just about. Uh, but your boy here, I went over. I, I was not. Now I, I wasn't bullish as much i thought this had eight nine wins more so than than where the irish ended up so i just thought they were gonna squeak over so i'm very happy to be right on that one um but I, i'll be honest it's not like i was saying oh yeah notre dame they're gonna be in the playoff conversation uh, no that that was not even on my mind so yes i got the right, but uh let, let's be fair let's be honest i was not overly bullish on this team i just thought they were gonna be able to hit uh the usual eight one number this season next up is the impossible pick and that is the heisman uh my pick was shaquan barkley who ended up in fourth in the rankings and uh jalen hurts was your pick eddie i i see your logic i wrote lol in my notes next to this one because not only did he not finish in the top 10 heisman ballot but he didn't even finish the national championship game
2: no, he didn't. Again, though, I, if I recall correctly, when we were picking the Heisman, we went through okay, look, here are your obvious candidates. Oh, yeah. We were looking at it from a value perspective uh, because we threw out a couple names of guys who were, you know, Fifteen to one or higher. Yeah, and we neither
0: neither of us wanted to take Darnold too. There, there was right, that. we weren't going we to take
2: Darnold. We weren't going to take Baker. We weren't going to take every you know all the guys who were already at the top. We weren't going to take Lamar. Uh, everyone who is sort of a, a preseason favorite. We were looking more for a, a good value pick. Mm-hmm. So it's not that we we came in thinking, oh, this is definitely who's going to win. Uh, but yeah. After all that self-defense,
0: uh, no, not even close. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the logic was sound. Best quarterback on what you felt was the best team. Eh, but, man, you were kind of right. <laughs> it, just, it just didn't quite work out that way. It's not bad logic. All right. So our Sugar Bowl pick, our number one versus number four. Now, granted, we got one of these teams right that actually appeared in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, Both of us had Bama, but both of us had Bama as the number one seed, so we kind of got it right. I'll give us credit there. Uh, Eddie, you put Florida State in this game. Yeah.
2: Oops. Yeah, that would, <laughs> what What idiot would put Florida State in the playoff? Only? Surely there's nobody else dumb enough to do that.
0: Uh, uh, so staying on the Sugar Bowl, <laughs> <laughs> I had OU in this game. So I had OU as a playoff team just in the wrong game. And uh, moving on to the Rose, you had OU in there. So you had them in the right game. You had both teams in the right game. Just, just flip-flop the seeds. You had Ohio State opposite them. And I had a complete miss. So I had Bama, OSU, and the Sugar Bowl, or not OSU, OU, excuse me, uh, because right now I am reading OSU, Ohio State against Florida State. We were, bo- like I said, we were both sipping that Kool Aid pretty hard. I mean, preseason, it seemed like a good pick. It, it really did. It made so much sense. And then, yeah, things happened. Uh, but hey, we both knew that Alabama was going to end up in this championship game. We went with, quote-unquote, Chalk City, and we put Ohio State, our number two seed. Both of us had it in the championship. Whoops.
2: <laughs> I mean, here's the problem. We just misread the tea leaves. We knew when it came to the playoffs, it would be Bama over Ohio State. We didn't realize that was going to be for the playoff spot, not in a game. So, you know, we just got to fine-tune the the extraterrestrial antennae that we're using to try and get to the metaphysical realm where all the answers are.
0: <laughs> Folks, hacking that that alien tech that Vegas has is not easy. It's not easy at all. Hey, but well, we're hey. closing in. No, we're closing in. We are, and hey, we got the champion right. Both of us, like I said, we went Chalk City. It was very boring, but it was very correct. We had Bama. No way in hell we thought it would end the way it ended, but we both had Alabama as our national champion. I was going to say, it was a boring pick. Nothing about that game was boring. Oh, that no, was... not at all. Ooh, boy. That was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun until it went south. But even then, still good. And, man, I'm glad I, 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 I... You even said it on Twitter, Eddie. There, There's a way, if you would prefer to lose it, I just prefer the humiliating, demoralizing defeat. There's nothing worse than hope. And, man, it was in spades. It just looked like Georgia had it. It looked like they had it, and then that happened. Oh, yeah.
2: I've I've had that conversation with people since 2012 happened and and I always used to kind of I could I could make the argument either way I was never really sure watching that game last night I it's very sure I'll take 2012's loss any time if I was at that game. Oh, God, uh, I think I'm leaving via the roof and I don't have <laughs> access to a helicopter. <laughs>
0: Oh, man, that that would, oh, God, because that night after the game was so, I mean, you just felt like, you know, just the wind taken out of your sails. But if you add just the biggest gut punch in the world on top of that, oh, man, no, no, sir. And I don't know if you and Shane are
2: are full recapping the game, but just the way that it ended, you've got goggles Rodrigo comes in <laughs> drains a 50 yarder like it's nothing gives you the lead you come out in Alabama's half of overtime get yourself what a 12 yard sack you're thinking hell two more stops we're good their kicker can't make a damn extra point at this point <laughs> sure as shit ain't nailing anything 50 plus we're good and then oh boy old school NCAA Four forwards fucks the prom queen like there that's all she wrote
0: yeah, of all times in the coach's room And this was discussed with Shane Was all over Why have they Has Georgia run cover two? Why are they running? It It looked like they were lost What is the safety doing? He got suckered in By a true freshman suckered And I think it was Cutcliffe That if I remember correctly That twisted the knife was Like, oh, senior cornerback And senior safety That's your last play ever I'm like, oh God Damn Damn him cutty that's that's yeah. rough
2: man cut how good was cutcliffe in the coach's room oh
0: he was great i can see why charlie weiss wanted to put him on the staff that that guy knows his shit he was he so was, great uh he was fantastic the i loved the coaches' room
2: broadcast was a ton of fun I love that you had Mike Gundy, who who clearly had a little something in that Coke oh, yeah. from the, our, our good friend on Twitter. Tad Mike had a gif of it. That was a very familiar facial reaction after taking a sip. I, I know that reaction. It's like, there's,
0: oh, damn, put a little bit in this one. Yeah, there's there's a little brown in
2: that cup. You got Kevin someone the whole time just looked happy to be there. He was enjoying the game, having a great time. Somebody living hire Living that me. buyout life. Yeah. Oh, man. Man. You got Mike Bobo, ghost of Georgia Pass, sitting there while they're coming out, throwing the <laughs> ball eight times. And everyone on Twitter is just, run the damn ball, Bobo. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's so good. Oh man, it was It was great. I love the coaches room Watch the, like I said with Shane, watch the entire Broadcast, but anyway, let's let's close It back around um, In the futures, I went ahead and give us full credit For everything. I know last time I did the half Credit if we got the teams seated Wrong, but I just made it simpler this Time around. So Eddie, if we're doing Straight win and loss on our futures, you Six and eight, me eight and six Honestly, not too bad Not too bad at all. Futures are a hard Hard thing to do, and apparently i need to actually start playing more futures because going above 500 on that holy shit that doesn't happen very solid
2: and hey, we got the big one.
0: Oh yeah. We and that's the huge one right there. Now granted, you probably wouldn't have made a hell of a lot of money off that bet, but you know what? It still works. It still counts. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think I I believe I saw yesterday somebody recapping that when the season started, they were plus two fifty to win it all. Which uh, a futures bet of two and a half to one to win the national title is so dumb so so dumb (laughs) it is but hey that's the one that caches so you know value only works when it caches exactly
0: all right well all right, we're gonna turn down the gambler here. All right, now Eddie, you know we've done it for the last few years. We we've we've played us out, not with the uh, the little get lucky gambler remix here, but we always try to say farewell to the season in a very very special way. So man, it's time we we do that once again and and go ahead and, and say goodbye, Eddie. How do I? Kids, goodbye. I I hope your tissues are close. Another year is
2: it's coming and gone. It was a hell of a football season. We had a great national championship game, some fantastic bowl games, a catch for the ages for Notre Dame to go out on and regardless of what may be happening with Notre Dame as a program right now, don't worry about that. That's not worth thinking about. The offseason works itself out. Just think about Miles Boy can catch. Because we have one very important piece of business. Next time we speak, in nine months, we have a long running shutout to keep going. So say goodbye to college football for this year. Always remember Go Irish, fuck Michigan, and hail Gambler.
0: And as always, I want to thank Eddie for coming on and for joining us for one more season of picks. And congrats to all the winners! Make sure you check your inboxes; you're gonna have a lovely little present from Amazon. And uh, man, it's weird to say that we are now officially—I mean, it doesn't—we've been in the off season for a while, but it really wasn't gonna feel official, at least for me, until we wrap this podcast up, Shane. We're, Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Like
1: now that this has been discussed and we have. <laughs> The book, it's
0: like, wow, um, now what? right yeah and and i don't know about you i'm looking forward to a little bit of a break i mean i still got to yeah. move into my house so it's important yes yeah still, still got the day job i mean new year new stuff going on so i mean got to do that i remember you said you were going to be like looking to to move an apartment again if i remember correctly yep.
1: Yep, here in march i'm already in the process yes sir
0: oh there you go so so here's the so for future planning here's the general plan and this is also your shout out to make sure you subscribe to us and i'll say it again at the end But definitely give us a subscribe because we will try to come at you as quote unquote regularly as possible as we can, because obviously we're still building the show. We still want to put out episodes. We still want to talk football, maybe even basketball. I mean, even though it seems like we're running a mass unit out there right now. But mm-hmm. I mean, th- it's a good basketball team and hell, we may be a basketball school. I don't know. Her little sons may turn into the best basketball site on the internet at the current <laughs> rate we're going with football. But so maybe we'll be back in February. I mean, there's another signing day, you know, there's at yeah. least going to be a roster situation to discuss. So uh, that's kind of what we're going to do. But mm-hmm as i mean look let's be honest this entire season we've tried to stick to a schedule it's not easy (laughs) because our lives get in the way a lot don't they shane yeah every single week <laughs> absolutely even down to last night <laughs> so <Yep. laughs> i mean it happens and, and we're, we're gonna try so so we will i mean definitely keep the keep that subscription going keep the channel okay. tuned in here keep it locked in here exactly we we will still be around uh but that is a very long way of saying who knows when the next time you hear our voices will be it'll likely be in february because i mean look just so y'all know like the first true weekend of the off season i'm gonna be childless but i'm going to be doing a freaking home improvement project for the entire weekend i mean so it's not like i'm sitting around here you know just taking naps or any of that shit (laughs) no i wish uh but i mean the other thing i've i'm already starting to plan extra life too that's the other thing i'm doing i'm trying to figure that out and way way in advance because planning planning is a good idea i found yeah that's how adulting works, man. I tell you what, I've been adulting way too hard these this past month or so. And it is
1: exhausting. Yes. Jesus Christ!
0: Yeah, try try doing it when you have kids running around. Shane, let me tell you. Nope. <laughs> <All right>. Next, <laughs> I don't blame you because yeah, that's the other thing that's going on. And in case y'all have forgotten, sometime in February, number two's coming, and yeah, oh snap! Yeah, so um, there there may be uh, <laughs> gonna be a, there won't be drunk cast. It'll be Texas sleep at the wheel cast. <laughs> It'll
1: I, be delusional cast.
0: Yeah. And that's also the other reason I'm trying to plan extra life ahead of time. Cause right now the ideas that are the leader in the clubhouse involves me not just doing the 24 hour thing at, towards the end of the year but having little bits and pieces throughout the year. Cause there's going to be nights to where I'm going to be up in the middle of the night. And I, I had those moments with, uh, you know, baby texts, little texts are like, hey, there's no reason to go back to bed. Now it's 4am. Fuck it. I'm I'm not going to go to bed for half an hour. <laughs> Cause that's, yeah, that's exactly. all the sleep. I'll actually get only going to get worse. But yeah. At that point, I'm just going to try to raise money for kids. And then I'll just, uh, Twitch has a view on demand vodcast type thing. So I'll just throw those up there when people are actually awake nice so yeah that's that's gonna be my postseason plans you got anything big shane my
1: postseason plans will be (laughs) i like to disconnect entirely from the sport it's a good idea uh, (laughs) because why not i don't know i mean like you know i i'm gonna be moving i'm gonna be focusing on some work stuff i know i i i know at at least at some point this year I'm going to be working on some certifications, a potential career change, like a whole transition type thing, like, you know, life. So I'm just kind of like embracing it and saying, look, if the season's over, I'd rather just think about nothing but me. And a lot of that time when I think about nothing but me, it involves me sleeping and doing nothing so <laughs> that's what i'm gonna be doing
0: <laughs> hey you know what i i would kill for that you know i'm uh, so i know i'm still trying to see the last jedi i'm hoping i can finish basically oh, my man i it.
1: you need to see
0: it. i know I, I i need to my twitter mute game has been strong so if, 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 any, if any of you motherfuckers are trying to spoil me on twitter i'm, I'm not spoiled. i'm not gonna see it not gonna see nope. it i haven't seen mark i mean i love mark hamill on twitter he's a great mm-hmm. follow i haven't Seen that guy in a long time. Good,
1: don't, I, I, <laughs> because he has a lot to talk about with this movie. Oh, so great!
0: Don't. Yeah, well, i it's not like I muted his account. I muted lots of keywords. Let's yeah, just put it yeah, that way. I'm not going to tell you what it is because you're going to try to find a way around it. And let me tell you, no. I've thought of it. Nope, I've, no. I've thought of it. So, Look, so it ain't gonna All happen. I'm
1: saying is, whenever you get a chance, just hop on over to the movies, grab the wife, grab the boy, and catch this
0: movie just so that you can understand what the new era of Star Wars entails. Oh, oh, a new era. That that sounds good. That sounds ominous. I like it. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm hoping that can actually happen this weekend because basically it's going to be the, the improvement project I'm doing, uh, the hardwood project, the laminate project i did it in our master bedroom it's going to happen in the closet we want that done before the next kid gets here because i'm not going to want to do it half uh, sleep deprived uh so if i can get that done maybe sunday we catch uh because even when you don't have the kid when you sleep in it's like till like 8 30 so yeah max (laughs) yeah so (laughs) so so we will go to a movie theater when nobody else is fucking there if we can pull it off that's that's my hope and my goal that we can do that but we we shall see we shall see but yeah i'm i'm excited to unplug myself as well but despite unplugging we will say this If some serious shit goes down, and it's Notre Dame offseason, so serious shit, your mileage may vary on what that means, but we're talking (laughs) earth-shattering, BK is no longer in the program, we will do an emergency podcast, okay? Oh, yeah. That that will happen. Now, if somebody does something stupid and gets arrested and you ask me for an emergency podcast, I'm going to laugh in your face no <laughs> i do not care post exactly yeah i'll write something yeah this is the time where if you miss my writing i'm gonna try to catch up on some of that i do love writing i want to write more i will try to do that but um yeah i mean podcast is gonna be few and far between we want to bring you some good guests just like we did last off season oh, yeah. so we're gonna try to get all that lined up but yeah unplugging sounds like a mighty mighty fine idea shane
1: Absolutely. And again, we're just catching up on life. We're doing our thing. You know, Texas preparing for for baby number two. I'm preparing for baby number zero slash million. (laughs) You know, priorities, whatever you want to call them.
0: (laughs) Exactly. All right. Well, with that being said, folks, this has been a fantastic season. I've had a hell of a lot of fun. And make sure you keep this fun going. Keep it right here. Subscribe to us over at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Podbean. You can always find us at HerLoyalSons.com. And if you would, leave a review. This is a great time to leave reviews because we're going to need content. So, please, please give us a little bit of content and it helps people find the show. So, go ahead and do that. Of course, join us in Discord. That's also a great way to keep in touch with us as well. slash Discord to do that. Email the show, podcast at herloyalsons.com. You got a hot take? You got an opinion? Got something you'd like us to talk about in the offseason? Got a guest that you want to suggest? Throw all that at us. This is a great time to mailbox it as well. But until then, folks, we are about 200 and whenever you listen to this 33 32 30 ish days until kickoff so go irish fuck michigan y'all have y'all have a good one